Welcome to CrozierCast. This is your, your host, Bishop James Wall, the Bishop of the Diocese of Gallup. And uh, today we have two special guests. Um, they're special because they're my brothers. And, uh, and so uh, I'll, I'll actually let the oldest one introduce himself first. So my name is Scott Wall. What do you do for a living, Scott? I'm a firefighter here in Chandler, Arizona. Nice. And then the one who's in the middle, obviously I'm the youngest, so the one in the middle will introduce himself. Yeah, my name's Craig Wall. What, do you, what do you do? I'm a financial advisor for Wells Fargo. Nice. Very good. So we thought it would be kind of fun, or actually I thought it would be kind of fun, and I thought I'd bring my brothers in on this. There's three boys and three girls in my family. And obviously the uh, the brains of the operation are the boys, and so I, I thought I'd bring the uh, the brothers together and talk about something that's really important, especially this time of the year, and that is fatherhood. Because we're recording this on Saturday, at my brother Craig's house, and uh, tomorrow is Father's Day, so we thought we'd talk about stuff that is important to us because we just spent about an hour and a half at breakfast talking about the other thing that's very important, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> So we solved all their problems, and I think we're going to the Super Bowl this year. So uh, you know who my brothers are. Obviously, you know, know who, who I am. And, and so I just want to maybe start off talking about how fatherhood, you know, is a, a vocation. It's a calling that we receive from God. And, and with fatherhood, and as well as motherhood, too, you know, uh, the Lord calls us to cooperate with him in bringing the gift of, of life uh, into the world. So... Scott, maybe you want to start talking about uh, how you are a father and uh, maybe your kids and uh, what's important to you about being a father. All right. Well, yeah, first of all, I have four kids. I have two boys and two girls. My boys were the first two and then my two girls. And uh, it is the, the greatest accomplishment I've made in my life are my kids. And uh, it was uh, something that... Uh, was a blessing. I look back now on it and I realize how fun it was and, and what a great adventure. Of course, I'm still their father and, and uh, I'm a new grandfather, just a couple months. And so that's a real uh, blessing in itself. But just with work and, and different things, it's how you balance your time. And, uh, uh, and that was always one of the, you have to provide for your family, take care of your family, and also uh, make sure that they know they're loved and, uh, and spend time with them, uh, which was always easy to do when I had free time, but it's that balance which every, I think, father struggles with, that balance between work and family. Nice, nice. Craig, what do you think about, why don't you talk about you being a father and a grandfather as well? Yeah, I, I'd be happy to. So like Scott, I have four kids, a little different mix. I've got a boy and three, three daughters. We, my wife, Monique, and I have uh, six grandchildren with a seventh on the way. So we've been able to enjoy um, a, a, a bounty of children and, and now grandchildren. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, that was a focus of ours was to have a family. It was something both Monique and I uh, knew we wanted to have a family and uh, it was it's always been our priority. Uh, I think I would focus on a word Scott mentioned was uh, providing and and you know, that's a broad word for as a, as a father. We always think of that as financial, and that is clearly a part of it that we provide. But I, there was a time I was kind of taught that that provision or, or you know, is the providing is a provision. And it actually, if you break that word down, is to, to see ahead, to look ahead. And so 
besides taking care of the monetary needs of my family, the kids, the grandkids, my wife, is to really put on some glasses and look down the road and see, are we going in the right direction as a family? What, what things are out there that could cause us some troubles? And I really do think as a father and a husband, those are, that's a responsibility that, that, that I have that I need to take seriously and, and stay locked into the Lord, stay in his word, obviously stay in the sacraments and, and pray that he gives me the ability to uh, see the pitfalls down the road. Nice. Well, I know you guys just kind of mentioned, I think something's really important too. Obviously, you didn't do this on your own. You both have uh, two great, great wives. Scott's married to Michelle, Craig's married to Monique. And as I like to tell both of them, they both married up. My uh, sister-in-laws are awesome. Wouldn't trade them for the world. And um, so I talked a little bit about that. And, and I think, you know, scripturally, if we go back to Genesis at the very beginning, we see how God creates man creates him male and female in his image. And he, he said it's not good that man would be alone, but that uh, he finds him a, a, su- a suitable helpmate, right? And that's where we have the creation of Eve. And he said he calls them together, so it's the unitive aspect, and he calls them to be open to life. That's the procreative aspect. And so I think that's one of the things we, we know, that God is the giver and author of all human life. But what he calls man to do, husband and wife, is he calls them to cooperate uh, in that. So it's not something that we do on our own. It's not something that we initiate. But really, it's, it's something that's a calling um, from God. So you guys talked about the importance of being um, fathers and then grandfathers. And so it's a little early for Scott, but Craig's been at this for a bit. And I even might add that the number seven on the first way, uh, on the way, this will be my, my mom's 17th great-grandchild. Mm. This is the first one to carry on the wall name. So this is the first wall boy uh, to be born in that generation. So we're, we're pretty, pretty excited about that. But maybe what's the difference between being a father and a grandfather? Have you, have you found a difference that in your, in your, uh, in your own life? Start with Craig because he's got uh, six and seven on the way. Oh, definitely um, a lot more uh, patient. Uh, can see the tree and the acorn a lot, you know, to enjoy that and just take them, enjoy them at where they're at. Whereas with my children, I was probably looking forward to seeing them grow up and those kind of things. I, the, the grandkids, I think I've got a much better perspective. Nice. And then Scott's got one grandchild, Sophia Maria, who I get to baptize here in a, in a little bit. And so maybe you can talk about, you're a fairly new grandfather. Yeah, so uh, it's just in the I can't believe it mm-hmm. phase for me. And I just look at her and it's just uh, beyond uh, words. It's just a blessing. Um, everything she does and now with with all the social media I get to see pictures and hear her talk and so that's that's one of the neat things about social media is along with this uh, little uh, blog that thing we're doing here whatever this thing's called <laughs> and podcast, podcast. <laughs> yeah. and uh, a blog you write on a that's blog right. that's right yeah. <laughs> I'm the oldest don't forget that so uh, he's the I, tech savvy one yeah I'm the tech savvy one and but uh, I get to see things, but uh, I haven't. Uh, they live uh, another state from me, so we get over there all we can. But it's just, it's just a blessing. I don't know what else to say. Nice, nice. Well, I was thinking about, um, you know, kind of some role models of fathers and grandfathers in the uh, scriptures. And the first one I always think about is St. Joseph. And, um, you know, he was the, uh, the father of our Lord here on earth, the foster father, people might say. 
and he was the father of our Lord on earth. And, and uh, Scott and Craig have already uh, alluded to this and even spoken about it, how he really was the provider for the Holy Family. And what a great responsibility that was because here he has entrusted to his care the Messiah and the Blessed Virgin Mary, you know, the tabernacle that brought in uh, into uh, the world our Lord. And so he has this, this great responsibility. And one of the things I always love about Joseph is that he was a word, he was a man of, of, of action. And if we look scripturally, we never see a word attributed to him, but we see action that's attributed to him. So scriptures say, you know, um, when, he was, when he was asleep, the Lord appears to him and the angel appears to him and says, it sounds like we're in a church because that's the grandfather clock, but that's, that we're not in a church. Um, he appears to him in a dream and says, you know, this is of God, take her into your home. He immediately does that. He says he immediately awoke and did that. Then again, um, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, right, for safety. And then again, take the child and his wife and return home. So in all cases, we see that, you know, Joseph really was the protector and the provider uh, of the Holy Family. And so I would say for fathers, uh, he's a he's a great role model. One of the things we can do also is to uh, pray for his intercession. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit later about Saint Joseph and why he's also important to me. But the the patron of uh, of uh, of uh, grandfathers and grandmothers too is Anne and Joachim because those were the parents of uh, Our Lady, which makes them the grandparents of our Lord. Which that's quite a bit of responsibility. I can't imagine that. I think on Grandparents' Day they would win bragging rights to say, to say who their their daughter is and who their their grandson is. But um, so I think those are important people for us to remember. The saints we can pray to them, ask for their intercession, and help us in our roles. As she's speaking about fathers and uh, grandfathers, especially all three of us are Catholic. I'm obviously I'm Catholic, and so are my brothers. But. Uh, maybe talk about your role as spiritual father. So whoever wants to jump in can jump in first. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Jimmy. Um, obviously, the first and foremost, which we learned from from our dad, was is just to set the a right example as a Catholic father, right, to attend Mass. I mean, that's first and foremost, to stay, as I mentioned earlier, to, to take part in the sacraments and and be involved in the church. If, if I'm doing that, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, they see that that's an example to set and so to me that's step one and and then actually live out the 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 truth that we get from there nice nice that was craig by the way we all sound alike so i guess i should (laughs) try to uh, let everybody know that and so scott what do you think about that role of spiritual father too in your family i think with me since craig talked about that i think this just that your kids and your wife know how much you love them mm-hmm. and you do physical things and time and spend time and I think they, they have the love of their earthly father I think that gives them a sense of, of love uh, and uh, um, and so so that's what that I would say is you know that you you make sure your kids and your wife know that you care deeply about them yeah, I, I, one of the insights that, that, that I got from Dad, I remember when, um, when I was on my confirmation retreat, and a lot of what confirmation is, one of the things they do in confirmation is they'll have your parents write uh, letters to you. And I remember Dad wrote a letter to me, and it was, a, it was a great insight. I mean, I got this when I was a junior in high school. 
And it's a great insight, great theological insight. And he talked about how he himself um, was, uh, you know, frail and he wasn't the perfect father and all these things. But that's, that's all of us because of yeah. our, our fallen human nature. But he reminded me that we had a perfect father in heaven, which I thought was kind of beautiful. And I think a one saint who understood that well was St. Therese and her father, who's now a St. Uh, Louis Martin. Uh, he, he expressed that to her as well. And um, I don't know if Dad ever read anything about that, but he knew it really at the kind of the core of his being. So I would say one of the, the, the great things that all three of us have is we had a great example of a father who was a, a man of faith. And I think he, a lot, he was a lot like St. Joseph. He was, kind of lived out his faith. Mm-hmm. That was more important to him. Um, he would talk about his faith, but it was more important to him uh, to lead by example. And I think that's why all three of us are Catholic, remain in the church, practice our faith, because we really ultimately know that's the, the most important uh, most important thing in life. Um, the other kind of scripture passage that came to my mind was, uh, it's in Luke's Gospel, where our Lord is talking to the people, and he's trying to explain to them uh, the love of the Father. And he says, you know, what, what father amongst you, if your child asked for a fish or an egg, would give uh, him a, a scorpion or a, a snake, and which is kind of a terrifying uh, comparison. But when our Lord is speaking to these people, you know, he's, he's also identifying some of the horrible things that went on in the culture. And so a curse in the day was to curse somebody with a snake or curse somebody with a, uh, a scorpion. And those things, those things can either hurt you or harm you pretty badly or kill you. But when Jesus is talking about the love of the Father, when he says, you know, if you ask for a fish or if you ask for an egg, this is what he would give you. What he's speaking about is God, uh, our perfect Father, would give us precisely what it is that we need. And, uh, and so I think that's the model, really, for, for all fathers in the world to imitate the, the, uh, the love of our Heavenly Father who loves us so much that he gives us his son. Our Lord comes into the world to save us and to redeem us. And, and so I think there's some beautiful scriptural passages that go on and on and on uh, that talk about uh, the love of the Father. So um, maybe you guys, uh, we can reflect a little bit upon this because I've talked quite a bit about dad. And you, you could say, it gave me a little example, but what was probably the most important thing that you, that you guys learned from dad being this the day before Father's Day. Our father passed away in 1999 uh, from ALS, by the way, but he's a really good man. He was a high school teacher and a football coach and, a, and good at both. So what maybe the, the one example that each of you say, this, this is it, this was dad. So, so this is Craig. I'll start if that's all right, Scott. Um, uh, just a, a something Jimmy had mentioned that, that we are all Catholics and practicing Catholics, but there was a time when I was first married that I was not, that, uh, that my wife and I, we attended evangelical churches and we were not participating in the church and that was a heavy burden on my mom and my dad. And I will never forget a time that my dad pulled me aside and, and didn't, scull, didn't shame me, didn't make me feel bad, was happy that... that that I was growing spiritually, but he did say to me that he was disappointed because he felt like his greatest gift that he could give to me was the Catholic faith. And you guys know I'm not one to shrink back from an argument, right, or or, or whatever. And 
And to me, that took a lot of courage from dad to say that to me. We didn't argue about it. It, it, it probably was the start of my return to the church. And so I, I, I appreciate the fact that he was brave enough to speak the truth to me. And that, that it, as fathers, I think sometimes we got to do that. So this is Scott again. And uh, I just would want to say uh, they've uh, kind of wrapped up my dad pretty good about the example he set. But I, I work in the city that he coached and, and taught. And one thing I just, the, the kind of man he was, I still live under his legacy. There are so many people that will see my name on my shirt as I'm a firefighter and say, are you related to Coach Wall? And they tell me how these people that I don't know, and the town wasn't that big, that he, he turned their life around. He did this for them and that for them. And uh, I could go on and on, but I know we don't have uh, that much time. But that's a neat thing. That helps me uh, continue on and live up to uh, the example that he set, that phenomenal legacy, how he cared for people and, and uh, uh, the, the, the example he set in his life, which he set for us, which is why I think um, uh, both my brothers are really caring, serving men is because of my father. Uh, you know, I, and, and our father, too, uh, didn't grow up in a household where there was a faith that was practiced. Um, um, you know, our, our dad wasn't Catholic. My mom and mom and dad are both converts to the faith. These two are converts too. I'm the first cradle Catholic. That's why the Lord blesses me more than he does them. But, uh, but my, yeah, my dad was a, a, a convert to the faith, and he didn't have that example growing up. But uh, we were blessed because he passed that example on to us. And I want to pick up on one of the words that, that Craig said, because when he had that that conversation with him, it really uh, it took a lot of courage for him to do that. And I think if we look at the word courage, you know, at the beginning we see core, and then the Latin, this is the Latin, and then the second part is agere. And, and so the first part means heart, and the sec- second part means to act. And so to uh, act courageously uh, means to act from the heart. And uh, when we act from the heart, it means that we love, which is at the center of all, center of all commands. And when we love, Ultimately, what we do is we want the good for the other. We desire the good for the other, as St. Thomas the Apostle says. And I think my dad, our dad, by wanting us uh, to know the faith, to practice the faith, to remain in the church, to receive the sacraments, he wanted that ultimate good for us here on earth, which will lead us to that ultimate good, which is life, eternal life in heaven. So I would say if there's one way to, to sum up our father, he was very... Uh, a very courageous man. He was not one who acted in cowardice, but he was a very courageous man. And, and um, I think the greatest thing about him was he was an awesome uh, husband, too. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom wouldn't have traded him for the world. And neither one of us, as well as my sisters, wouldn't have traded him as a father, too. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of come to a close of our, our podcast. And, and maybe this podcast is, is causing you a little bit to think about your own father or your role as a father, uh, whether your father's living or whether he's passed on. Um, I think one of the things that we can do if our father's still living is that we can show him how important it is by letting him know that. That's important to do. And um, I know all three of us were able to do that at some point in our lives with our father. But if your father's not passing on, uh, one of the greatest things that we can do is we can assist them with our prayers. 
And so on Father's Day, that's one of the things that we do. We bless our fathers, but we also pray for our fathers who have gone before us and pray that they all enjoy eternal life in heaven with our loving Father. So, Scott and Craig, thanks for uh, uh, joining me and uh, on our podcast. And um, I look forward to listening to you the next time on Crozercast. God bless.